This is exactly right. It's 1943 in the Kingdom of Bulgaria. As the Second World War rages, King Boris dies suddenly and every nation is a suspect. The Butterfly King premieres March the 21st on Exactly Right. It's a cruel tale of a doomed royal dynasty. Somewhere, the truth is out there. Listen to The Butterfly King on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Check one. Check one. Check. Is that how you do it? Yes. <laughs> you just say what I say. Say check. Check. And now say one. And now say one. <laughs> oh my God. Do you see what I did there? Hi. <laughs> Welcome to my favorite murder mini-sode. Uh, this is the episode that is smaller than a normal episode. <laughs> Hence, we... Did we steal that from Doug Benson? Did he invent the idea of mini-sodes? I wonder. I don't know. I feel like everyone does them and has been doing them hmm. but that would make sense that's the first time i even thought of it oh shit do we owe him royalties on the nothing we make out of it we do for being high every time we record that's true so we'll just add it onto the tab okay uh uh you guys know what this is right hey your hometown stories uh you email them to us we don't look at them steven does steven does all the work all the work and then last week this is how smart steven is because i don't think we would have remembered this at all. Last week at the minisode, we said that <laughs> yeah. to, we said to everyone, to, if you're an EMT or like a first responder or some shit or a nurse or a feckin whatever the shit, tell us your stories. We want your stories. Yeah. And then we forgot. And then just now Stephen was like, hey, you guys remember how you mentioned that last week? Well, I did that for you. And I was like, yes, I remember Stephen. <laughs> Hand me the paper. And I was like, oh, that sounds cool. Like I just had. Didn't... <laughs> it was a brand new idea for yeah, you. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. We should totally do that. <laughs> oh, my God. I want to do that. Yeah. We're now, so smart. Now you can. Ready? Yes. This is called I Survived plus EMT plus they caught that SOB. Nice. All right. Hello, ladies and Stephen. <laughs> I just finished listening to your latest minisode and heard you, your call for EMT stories loud and clear. Have I got a story for you? Uh-oh. Buck? Yeah. <laughs> One of my close friends, Ashley, is an EMT. She works in a part of Arizona that is rural, so it can be pretty desolate for long distances. One day her and her partner were driving on one of these roads when a man covered in blood runs out from the in front of their ambulance. They stop and proceed to get out to help the man. He could barely talk and he was speaking incoherently. They realized that his throat had been slit. Suddenly another man runs into the road and tells them that he was this man's friend and he was taking him to the hospital. Ashley realized that they came from the other road across the medium that went in the opposite direction of the hospital. Ashley told him they needed to help his friend and told her partner to stay with the man that claimed he was a friend and detain him. She took the injured man to the amb- in the ambulance and started fixing him up and asked, who did this to you? The injured man pointed at the friend. Uh. Ashley then called the police and they were out there right away and arrested the friend. Uh, I was told the two men were in fact friends or had some sort of relation. They got into a fight while driving and the one man slashed his throat. The injured man proceeded to jump out of the car and run across the road in front of the ambulance. How lucky is he that there Whoa. was an ambulance there? Jesus. An ambulance was driving by. Yeah. Says, That's crazy. And he's like, can you fix this? Hey, really quick. I have a little cut. I have a question about uh, my throat. <laughs> 
And the other guy was like, no, 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 we're friends. It's fine. Can I take it? It's like, he's one Dahmer, of my closest friends. Was it? He's one of my closest friends. <laughs> we were just doing Blood Brothers. He survived and the would-be murderer was apprehended by police. Ashley and her partner won awards for their efforts. Wow. Thank you for your amazing podcast and stay sexy, don't get murdered, Samantha. Wow. Thanks, Samantha. It's a good so one. they got the golden ambulance that year? For- <laughs> Is it a full-size golden ambulance? <laughs> <laughs> they got a ride for a year yeah. and then you have to give it back it's, it's like really, a mary Kay, a pink mary Kay cadillac it costs a lot in gas but it's worth it <laughs> the golden ambulance all right the subject line of this email is a very witchy first responder email mm. hey team ah that's a new one hey team hey team uh, you ask for all things weird and spooky so i hope this hone down delivers if not well fuck it <laughs> Very strong start. start, Yeah, I work uh, as a first responder in a rural county in Northern California. (laughs) (laughs) California. It's six months behind Southern California. Thank you. As a former hometown to a couple Nasso victims, there is no short of weird. Oh, okay, Nasso asshole. Um, <laughs> such as a mannequin dressed as Hannibal Lecter poised at the end of a very dimly lit dead-end street. Wow. Which is displayed year-round. That's not seasonal. What? There's always a mannequin of Hannibal Lecter at the oh, end of the street. Just leave your Christmas lights up. Uh, <laughs> which is worse. <laughs> While I was on training, long before I was accustomed to the bizarre occurrences that seemed to occur daily, I was on patrol when I saw an elderly woman screaming and running out to the roadway. The woman, who was all of four and a half feet tall, ran up to me, screaming in a language that I could not understand. Her daughter ran out of the house and apologized profusely. She said her mother was suffering from dementia and was confused. Her mother became an even more enraged and grasping my arm. As the tiny woman held my arm, she yelled, her daughter translated, she's cursing you. And she giggled awkwardly. I assumed that she meant cursing at me until two weeks later, I was in the emergency room with inexplicable swelling to the same arm the tiny angry woman had been clutching. Oh no. Yes. Several nurses and doctors examined, x-rayed, and poked at my arm, but could find no reasonable explanation as to why my arm was swelling to twice its size. And sadly, workers' compensation does not cover witchcraft, I asked. (laughs) It was nearly two years later when I had my second encounter with a person of the witchy persuasion. I was conducting a coroner's case of an elderly woman who, prior to her demise, was an end-of-life caretaker. She had amassed an entire family of loved ones left behind by those she cared for and was, by all accounts, a gem of a human being. While looking through the house, I found loads of homeopathic remedies and a book about white witchcraft. I assumed she was an extremely curious retiree. (laughs) Wrong. You know. As I made my way through the residence, I turned the corner and found myself standing in front of a black altar adorned with figurines, dollar bills, and burned photos. (laughs) (laughs) The walls and ceiling around the altar were painted in inky black. After my first encounter with the wacky world of witchcraft, I put on my gloves and backed the fuck out of the room. (laughs) And then in parentheses, as if latex glove protected against woo-woo. No. I asked her family if she's 
if uh, she was a bruja, her broken-hearted adopted daughter smiled and said, yes, we don't go in that room. <laughs> they don't say that beforehand. Yeah. It's like the cat box room at my house. <laughs> I just stay away. Just, just don't go in there. Just don't go in there. It's none of your business, really. <laughs> She told me about the trips to the store for ritualistic chicken feet and how she would burn photos of her granddaughter's boyfriends whom she did not trust. All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> After learning more about her life and her practice, I'm sure she was a benevolent bruja, but I kept my gloves on the entire time. <laughs> Stay sexy and remember that workman's comp does not cover witchcraft-related <laughs> injuries. No name. Sweet. That's a good one. Sweet. That was a good one. That was nice. Uh, hello, ladies. Oh, I just, hello. Hi. Is this Stephen Merchant? <laughs> I just listened to the last minisode and I couldn't help but send in some more details on the Idlewild Park Daniel Tiger little boy fell out of the roller coaster story. <gasps> Thank God. Uh-huh. Thank God. Okay, Remember good. That? A follow up. Uh-huh. Yes, I do. I, along with my dad and four siblings, have worked at Idlewild for many years. It's a popular summer job for kids in the Pittsburgh area starting at age 14. Ride operators have to be 16. (laughs) They wanted to clarify. Uh, (laughs) I worked there for nine summers and my dad was there for more than 12 years. My siblings and I all worked in the food department and my dad was the lead carpenter. That's such a dad job. <laughs> Putting the nails up in the roller coasters. That'll fix it. Basically. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The roller coaster the roller co- the roller coaster in question was a wooden coaster and during the off season my dad was rebuilding sections of the track. <laughs> so yes, that's exactly <laughs> what was fucking happening. Oh. Uh-huh. On the day that this accident occurred, I was working at my non-Idlewild job. When I heard the news of what happened, my heart instantly sank to my stomach because I was afraid that it had something to do with my dad's work and, can, and could implicate him in some way. Luckily, it wasn't the fault of the coaster track, but the fact that the two brothers were seated together in a car and switched places once the train left the station, leaving the smaller oh. boy on the outside of the car. I think he was also standing up, which made it too easy for him to fall out as the coaster went around a curve. And then it says in parentheses, this could have obviously been avoided with seatbelts. My dad was one of the first employees on the scene, but fortunately, the first aid building is located right next to the coaster and EMTs were with the boy immediately. As the last emailer said, he was life flighted to a nearby hospital. From what my dad heard in the months following, the little boy recovered well. I believe he has some minor lasting effects from the accident, but on the whole is doing well. Phew. Well, I just wanted to share some more. Huh? It's a miracle. Yeah. To be thrown off a working roller coaster and not only live, but be okay with minor. I mean, Jesus Christ. Seriously. Uh, I just wanted to share some more insight on that accident as it also struck super close to home for me. Stay safe and wear seatbelts on roller coasters. Amber. Thank you, Amber. That was really good. That was good information. Okay. Okay. The subject of this is paramedic first responder story. Lighthearted. Hey, ladies, Stephen, Jay, cats, dogs. My boyfriend is a paramedic in Orange County and has been for years. Being a longtime listener, I always ask him for crazy stories or if he walked into a crime scene or whatnot, and he never tells me anything good. Recently, he came home and said, hey, so I ran this weird call last night, and I immediately got super excited, and I knew I'd be emailing you. (laughs) Supposedly, some guy broke into a house and pointed a gun at the homeowner, who was thankfully the only one there that night. The homeowner ran into a bedroom and grabbed a gun and aimed it back at the original guy with the gun. 
But before you think this is getting crazy, the homeowner grabbed a Nerf gun and started firing little <laughs> foam Nerf bullet things at the guy with the real gun. I guess the guy with the real gun was so confused or distracted that he fired a few shots, missing the man with the Nerf gun except for one bullet grazing his leg and ran out. So when my boyfriend got there, he walked into a house with Nerf bullets all what? over the floor, a man bleeding from his leg and bullet holes in the wall behind him. The homeowner is all good and was more upset at the fact that the kid's Nerf gun had blood on it and he had to clean it. Ugh. Stay sexy and always carry a Nerf gun with you just in case. Allie. That is so dangerous. It's, that could have gone so poorly. It's so dangerous. And and also, if that man on the ground had been killed, it would have looked like a Nerf murder. Like when the, yeah. when the first responder walked in, it'd just be like, well, from everything I gather here. Yeah. This man was actually murdered by a Nerf gun. Oh, my God. <clears throat> well, congratulations, Allie. Good job. Yeah, you've done it. Uh, now you can break up with your boyfriend. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. Don't break up with him. Georgia, is there anything scarier than trying to log into an account and it tells you that your password is incorrect? And then you try again and it's the same thing. And after a few more failed attempts, big red letters appear saying you've been locked out and your account is suspended. That happens to me all the time, Karen. But... Scary password stories can have happy endings if you give 1Password a try. 1Password is a user-friendly password management system. It's trusted by consumers, families, small businesses, and large-scale enterprises. If you're tired of being the family member everyone texts for a streaming login or the unofficial keeper of all those shared work credentials, it's time for you to pass the torch to 1Password. They allow for secure login sharing. With 1Password, you can securely store more than just passwords, autofill everything from usernames to payment details and personal info. They'll also notify you about potential data breaches. 1Password saves everyone time. And in many cases, that save time equals money saved. The accounting department will thank you. Don't just listen to us. I mean, you should, but don't just do that. The Associated Press uses 1Password to secure their sensitive information in high-risk areas. Right now, our listeners can get a two-week free trial at onepasswordcom MFM. That's two free weeks at one, as in the number one, password.com slash mfm onepassword.com slash mfm goodbye this one's called first responder hometown lighthearted question mark <laughs> okay georgia and karen hello mfm fam i've been pondering on whether or not to send my family first responder stories mostly because i couldn't pick out my favorite because there are so many I come from a family of first responders. My mom's father was a sheriff deputy back when your personal vehicle was your patrol car. But most deputies <laughs> preferred just to use their horse. <laughs> How old are these people? I don't know. <laughs> My mother has worked as an ER nurse and a 911 dispatcher. In addition to volunteering as an EMT, my brother is a volunteer EMT and firefighter in his free time and works in law enforcement. My, my dad, she just kind of gives us her resume. That, that the whole family's in it. The whole family. Uh, it's usually how it is. Mm, so, uh, okay. When my dad was a young beat cop, he attempted to arrest a man. I don't remember the entire story, but this guy was jacked up on drugs and all caps angry. Ooh. The guy knocked my dad down and the two started wrestling to the ground. Who fucking knocks a cop down and starts fighting a cop? Well, if you're on PCP and you think the cop is Godzilla. Sure. You know, fair. Uh, this guy knocked my dad down and the two started wrestling. The guy reached for my dad's gun multiple times and my dad could feel him pulling at the weapon with extreme force. This was back in the day when cops carried revolvers and leather holsters with only a thin, unreliable strip of leather to hold them in place. Oh. After one hell of a fight, backup arrived. Backup arrived. 
Oh, I thought I got back up. <laughs> back up. Back up. All right. You got to have a fucking slash, man. That's right. Listen. Uh, back up arrived. And my dad was able to get away and the guy was arrested. When my dad got up from the ground, he was covered in blood. After checking himself for any wounds that happened during the struggle, he found that his assailant had ripped all caps, a strip of flesh from the palm of his own hand oh. on the hammer of the revolver when he was trying to take my dad's gun. Oh, no. Somehow the tiny piece of leather that retained the revolver did not break, which ultimately saved my dad's life that night. Wow. Uh, thank you so much for the amazing podcast. Your fun banter has gotten me through so many long commutes and equally long days. Something, something mental health stigma surrounding mental health keep on being awesome i hope i make it to a live show this year so do we yes. jesse come on stay sexy don't get murdered all the best jesse i like that you said something something mental health <laughs> <laughs> you know fill in the blank mental health, mental health. <laughs> <laughs> um awesome jesse that Thanks, was jesse. an amazing story uh thank god for leather strips hey man but also so gross to be covered in Ugh. someone else's blood when you From get a up. strip off your hand. Gross. Ow. Ugh. All right. Okay, go. Um, let's see. The subject line of this is badass ER nurse grandmother saves hospital from shooter. Oh, fuck. Fuck. Howdy, Karen and Georgia and Stephen and Kitties. Let's get right to it. So I come from a long line of nurses and medical professionals, but I went into the arts. Sorry, mom. <laughs> uh, so my house has never been lacking in bizarre stories. When I heard this one over Thanksgiving, however, I just knew I had to write in. My grandmother is kind of infamous in our smallish southern town for being a badass ER nurse that always went above and beyond the call of duty. This particular incident stands out from the rest, and I can't believe I hadn't heard it until now. It's around 3 a.m. in the midst of an already hectic night shift, and my grandmother is walking down the hallway of the hospital with a security guard, we'll call him Terry, just shooting the breeze. They're walking along when the elevator door starts to open in front of them and they stop to let the person get off. Off gets one lone guy who stands there for a moment, faces them, and then pulls a gun <gasps> aimed right at my grandmother. They stand, they all stand there frozen for a second until Terry, scared shitless, turns around and makes a beeline down the corridor. And my grandmother yells in the most Southern ima voice imaginable, Terry, don't you dare leave me here. Oh my God. That's, that's how I pictured Karen, it. Karen, that was amazing. Thank I you. needed that. <laughs> but Terry's long gone. Terry. So it's just grandma and the shooter. She stands there for a second with a gun pointed at her. Then she, then she puts her hands on her hips, points her finger at him and says, young man, you better put that away or you're about to get in trouble. And he does. <gasps> he does. Grandma. <laughs> Oh, my God. I love He's, her. He stands there for a second, really confused, puts the gun away, gets back in the elevator and walks out of the hospital. What the fuck? And that's the story of how my grandmother saved an entire hospital from some jerk with a gun. She passed away when I was young, but I've always felt this connection with her that is strengthened every time I hear a new story of her life. The way this one correlated with my love of true crime really gave her a whole new dimension mm -hmm. I didn't expect. I bet this quiet, charming Southern lady would have been very grateful for people to hear about her bravery. I also bet she gave Terry one hell of an earful. Thanks for all you do <laughs> and keep up the amazing work. Much love, Micah. Oh, that's fucking Grandma. rad. Grandma. You badass. I mean. Uh... But I want to end on that. It's so good. It's but, so good. I mean, can we only do hometown EMTs or first responders from now on? I mean, I wouldn't mind it. That just made me think of 
so I already said this, but Dave's wire, who is our family friend, um, started as an EMT. Now he's a San Francisco fireman, mm-hmm. but he, we were at a wedding once and he was on one side of my sister and I, and then Jeff Newberger, who was our neighbor growing up, who also was an EMT, but he was an EMT in like somewhere fancy in Marin County and they were swapping EMT stories. Oh. And Dave told a horrible story yes. of somebody that tried to run across the freeway <gasps> that ended very poorly. And oh. he was like, he, it was, it was, of course I was like, uh-huh, tell me whatever. And my sister's like, what's wrong with you? No, I um, want an, I want to be sitting there. Right. But then Jeff, he finishes that story. Then Jeff goes, yeah, I'm in Marin County. So like, <laughs> we just got like, you know, we get called when people have hurt feelings. <laughs> oh <laughs> my like, God. If, depending on where you live. Yeah. It's like, it's an okay, you know, it's like stressful. I mean, I just can't imagine. Send us more. By you, I mean the podcast. Of course. I'll say it on the podcast. Um, Cause I'm a monster. Uh, send us more first responder stories. Yeah, those are great. Put that, put, yeah, put first responder EMT story in the subject. And thanks for writing those in. Stay sexy. Don't get murdered. Bye. Bye. Elvis, do you want a cookie?